You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Advances in Women's Health, sponsored in part by Eli Lilly. Your host is Dr. Lawrence Stryker, Assistant Clinical Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology at Northwestern University Medical School, the Feinberg School of Medicine. It takes an army to fight breast cancer. You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Advances in Women's Health. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, your host, and with me today is Dr. Susan Love, a clinical professor of surgery at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA. Dr. Love lectures nationally and internationally on breast cancer, menopause, and women's health. She has been awarded six honorary doctorate degrees, as well as numerous honors and citations. Today, we are discussing Dr. Love's Research Foundation, which has recently launched the Army of Women Breast Cancer Research Initiative. The goal? To recruit one million women to actively participate in breast cancer prevention research. Welcome, Dr. Love. Thank you. And this is ambitious and exciting work. And, you know, I think most research endeavors are limited not so much by ideas, but by time and by money. So can you first discuss the time frame of this project? Well, the goal is to have a resource that's ongoing mm-hmm. and that is self-supporting. So we don't have a, an end point on this. It, it really is, though, addressing time and money because the idea is to accelerate the pace of research. One of the problems with doing research on women as opposed to rats or mice, is that they're harder to recruit. Rats and mice you can just order and, and right. have them right there. And so a lot of researchers either give up and don't do it, or they spend a lot of time trying to recruit the women. And I know where the women are, and I know that they'll do this. And so what we're trying to do is almost like an e-harmony where we'll do the matchup between the scientists who need the women and the women who are eager to participate in research. So where are most of the women hearing about this? When you talk about eHarmony, you know, it's not like women going out and looking for a date, of course, but is it that you're going to be using the Internet exclusively? No. We, well, we've, we started out with a big media blitz in October, of course, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and right. we were, I was on all the networks. And, we, and now we're moving into more of a combination of grassroots, trying to do a lot of viral marketing as well as Internet to increase our numbers. The goal is ultimately a million women. We're past, we've surpassed a quarter of a million mm-hmm. in just about a little over a month. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, we're moving yeah, right that's along. Great. You know, if the purpose of this research is to shift the focus of breast cancer uh, research from early detection to prevention, are you primarily focusing on epidemiologic factors or other things as well? Well, we also want to focus on finding the cause of breast cancer. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been in this field a long time, right. and most of the research, not all, but a lot of the research goes on in, in treatment, on treatment, and we've made some progress in treatment. And then the research that goes on on trying to figure out the cause is tends to be more molecular biology, and then it's either cells or rats. Right. And I'm trying to get more research. I think if we're really going to figure it out, we need to look at women because women are the only only animal, you, I guess we could say, that naturally gets breast cancer. We have to give it to the rats and mice. All right, but I'm, I'm interested specifically, and I, I totally agree with you, we have to get to, at the cellular level, what's going on here. And there are a number of theories in terms of tumor growth inhibition at the cellular level. So what specific mechanisms are you most interested in 
and what plans are there to, to get to the bottom of this? Well, you know, this is a resource for scientists, so I'm hoping that they're going to come up with some of the good ideas. But I, I think we haven't looked enough. We keep looking at the same things over and over again. So we look at the same risk factors, and in fact, they only explain about 30% of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So there's no question hormones are involved in breast cancer, but what else? And it reminds me very much of ulcers and acid. When I was a resident, one of the truths were that all ulcers were caused by acid, and a lot of research was done on acid. My mentor's whole career was spent on acid and ulcers, and then you know we found out it was a bacterial infection. Right. Well, I think that the breast cancer field is a little bit like that. We, we're stuck in one way, and we really need to start looking at, could it be a virus? You know, a lot of cancers are caused by virus. HPV. I think this is probably the only one that HPV isn't responsible for. That's right. As far as we know. You know, and could it be? So could we look for viruses, say, in the breast fluid or in the breast Mm -hmm. breast tissue itself? We have healthy women that are willing to have core biopsies to look for things like that. Could it be that it's chronic inflammation? We're starting some studies ourselves in the foundation to look and see, is there some kind of inflammatory process that causes breast fluid? And there's a lot of other ideas that I think could come up, but until we start thinking outside of the box and not just looking at the same thing over and over again, you know, age of first period, age of menopause. Right, the same they're way. all factors, but they're not the major issue. I, don't I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I want to go back to the hormonal stuff because you've, of course, come out pretty strongly stating that postmenopausal estrogen extension increases the risk of breast cancer. Yet, you know, there are those of us that feel that that question has not really been definitively answered. You know, the estrogen-only group of the WHI study didn't show any increase, and even in the estrogen-progesterone group, it never even reached statistical significance. This seems like an ideal opportunity to revisit this issue. Are you planning on looking at this a little bit more? Well, we're not specifically planning on it, although we would certainly be happy with the Army to help anybody who wanted to look at it again. I mean, mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's a lot of issues that could be looked at. I must say I was pretty impressed that the year WHI came out, the breast cancer incidence went down 15%. To me, that, that shows that there's something Good. Well, there's, yeah, there's I mean, that's somewhat controversial, as you know, you know, the reasons for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, but, but I think that we could look at those issues. I mean, yeah. you know, the Army is a resource, and so I don't pretend to have the answers, and I'm certainly not going to, I'm not going to pick and choose which studies I like and which ones I don't. We have a scientific advisory board. Researchers can apply online if they want access to this pool of women to recruit from. We have women from every state. We have age 18 to 88. We have ethnic diversity. And then we will put out an email, an e-blast, with the criteria of their study once it's been approved, and then our women will respond. Mm-hmm. The first study we did, we sent out, was the sister study, which is an epidemiological study going on through NIEH, and they're recruiting 50,000 women who have sisters with breast cancer to look at risk factors over time. And some of that data has already been published, as I understand. Unless, yeah, and yeah. so they still needed 5,000 women mm-hmm. to complete their accrual. And they particularly needed women, African-American, Hispanic, Pacific Islanders, Caucasian women over 65, and Caucasian women who had over 35 with only a high school education, all of whom had sisters with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So these are sort of the hardest to recruit. We put out our e-blast, and within 24 hours, we had 3,000 eligible women. That's amazing. It's looking in the right place. And so it's, it's, you know, we just have a big pool from which to fish from. And I also, you know, there's a, a basic scientist at Texas Tech. This was one of our pilot studies, but he was, wanted to look at why early pregnancy reduces breast cancer risk. He said, I'll have to do it in rats because I'll never get women to give me core bi- healthy women to give me core <laughs> biopsies and blood. And I said, I can do that. 
And within three months, we were able to get him all the specimens he needed for the first year of women. He needed 40 women, some of whom had never been pregnant, some of whom had been pregnant under 35, some of them had been pregnant over, and match controls, core biopsies in blood. We had no problem getting those women to do that. Mm. And he, he was so excited, he drove up from Arizona to pick up the specimens himself because he, he I mean, from Texas, because he just thought they were so precious. So it's not just epidemiology. I think basic science as well, basic scientists as well who haven't done human tissues because they don't know how to get them. And you're providing. Um, And we'll be happy to provide them. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Advances in Women's Health from ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and I'm speaking with Dr. Susan Love, a clinical professor of surgery at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA. Today, we are discussing Dr. Love's breast research research initiative. Her goal is to recruit 1 million women to actively participate in breast cancer prevention research. You know, as long as we're talking a little bit about funding, first of all, who's funding this? And are they funding just the recruitment of these women, or are they also funding the actual research projects? This is a collaboration with the Avon Foundation, mm-hmm. and so it's the Love Avon Army of Women, and they're funding just the, the pool, the army. Avon does fund research projects as well through their own RFPs, and so that's another option, but the army itself doesn't fund research. The mm-hmm. army is this resource to help research get done. So, For example, in addition to the things you've talked about, will there be clinical trials? If you're looking at prevention, is chemoprophylaxis of at-risk individuals part of what you're going to be doing here? We have an independent steering committee. We have, you know, AACR is our scientific collaborator and NBCC is our advocate collaborator. And the the steering committee decided that for the first year we would not do chemo prevention. However, Mm -hmm. because we wanted to focus on trying to get the the scientists awake, but it doesn't mean that we won't do it in the, in the future. The right. That's right. I mean, the trick is, is where we feel is responsibility to the women we've recruited that we, to expose them to drug, healthy women to drugs, you really have to, that takes a little more thought. So we didn't want to start out with that. I would like to thank our guest, Dr. Love. This is a very exciting endeavor and the results will be eagerly anticipated by both the scientific and the non-scientific community. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker. You've been listening to Advances in Women's Health from ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-639-6157. That is 888-639-6157. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Advances in Women's Health, sponsored in part by Eli Lilly with your host, Dr. Lawrence Stryker. For more details on the interviews and conversations in this week's show, or to download the segment, please go to reachmd.com forward slash women's health. So, Rachel, mm-hmm. now that you're past menopause and we've determined you have osteoporosis, I'd like to start you on prescription-only Avista, raloxifene hydrochloride tablets. Why Avista? Well, because it's the only medicine that reduces the risk of osteoporotic fractures and invasive breast cancer in women like you. It's important to note, though, that Avista does not treat breast cancer, prevent its return, or reduce the risk of all forms of breast cancer. Am I really at risk for invasive breast cancer? Based on my risk assessment, you may be. Some risk factors for breast cancer include advancing age, family history, and personal history. So even though no one in my family has ever had breast cancer, I'm still at risk for other reasons, including my advancing age? Exactly. 
And I think the benefits outweigh the potential risks for you. It's the one medicine that treats osteoporosis and reduces the risk of invasive breast cancer in postmenopausal women with osteoporosis. Individual results may vary, of course, but that's exciting news. Exciting? I'll have to take your word on that, doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Avista increases the risk of blood clots and should not be used by women who have or have had blood clots in the legs, lungs, or eyes. Avista may increase the risk of dying from stroke in women at high risk for heart disease or stroke. Talk to your doctor about all your medical conditions. Seek care immediately if you have leg pain or warmth, swelling of the legs, hands, or feet, chest pain, shortness of breath, or a sudden vision change. Do not use Avista if you are pregnant, nursing, or may become pregnant, as it may cause fetal harm. Women with liver or kidney disease should use Avista with caution. Avista should not be taken with estrogens. Side effects may include hot flashes, leg cramps, and swelling. For more information about Avista, contact your Lilly sales representative, visit www.avista.com, see our ad in Good Housekeeping, or call 1-888-44-AVISTA. This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card.